0: Welcome to the laughspin.com podcast.
1: What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Laughspin Podcast. My name is Mike, and with me is Dylan Godino, the editor-in-chief of Laughspin.com.
2: What's going on, buddy? Not too much. I'm sitting here in my underwear. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's the joy of uh, doing this kind of remotely. We're not... We're not. By the way, guys, we're not sitting next to each other. We're We're in different towns. But we are looking into each other's eyes. That's true. With technology, we can look into each other's eyes. Me at home... Wearing my underwear. Yeah.
1: Is this the first time you've done it without pants on?
2: Yeah, this is the first time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. It'll only hurt this first time. Then afterwards, it'll feel really good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I also just peeled off my socks, if you want to know.
1: All right, man. We're getting nasty in here. I love it. That's what happens with the Last Spin Podcast, episode 20. Yeah, this is big. We should have a something. I'm enjoying a Diet Coke to celebrate. I have a beer next to me. It's a a, a Fall Festivus Ale. I don't know what that means, but... Uh-huh. Was Cr- Cricket Hill, which is actually nearby. Is that like some kind of
2: pagan brew you're
1: drinking? Possibly. People against goodness and normalcy from Dragnet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, what the hell
2: are we doing? Oh yeah, last minute podcast. We're, uh, we're talking comedy. Did you, you? The first thing I wanted to actually talk about was: Did you watch the Emmys at all, Mike? A little bit, a little bit. It was uh, it was a busy night on my other
1: podcast, Masters of None. We had our first live show um, mm-hmm. with the More Like Radio Network, which was pretty cool. And but at the same time, too, Boardwalk Empire. Fire was on.
2: It was a busy night, man, so I was kind of flipping back and forth. You don't have to make excuses. I was just a, a simple a simple yes or no, Mike. So no, you didn't watch the Emmys. No, I did, a little bit. All right. We'll get into like who who won or you know and and who lost later on in the show. But Nikki Fink, who runs deadline.com, very very good Hollywood industry website. She is known for being a little bitter, very snarky, very outspoken. So, when Julie Bowen won for her work on on Modern Family for outstanding lead actress and she apparently Nikki Fink that is was, was live blogging the event and was not happy with the decision so she live blogged the following and it kind of it upset many many comedy watchers she wrote this should have been a posthumous win for Catherine Joosten for Desperate Housewives listen up Hollywood beautiful actresses are not funny they don't know how to do comedy only women who grew up ugly and stayed ugly or through plastic surgery became beautiful can pull off sitcoms or stand-ups. It's a weird use of stand-ups, but Bowen isn't a a comedian, just like Brooke Shields wasn't and a zillion more. Because it's all about emotional pain and humiliation and rising above both by making people laugh with you instead of at you. So stop casting beautiful actresses when you should be giving ugly women a chance. This also applies to handsome men, by the way. Now argue amongst yourselves. And Arguments did ensue. So here's, here's my question to you, Mike. Like, can attractive women in Hollywood be funny? Of course they can. This is ridiculous. This is
1: absolutely ridiculous. Hey, Nikki Fink, I'm going to turn the tables on you. How about this? Should dead people get fucking awards? Because guess what? It always seems to go to the dead person because, oh, we feel sorry because they're dead sorry you died you don't have to get the award because you died you have to get the award because you fucking earn it and it doesn't matter anyway because it's a fucking popularity contest and who wins popularity contests beautiful people that's right I'm sorry to tell you this but us beautiful people we do tend to win a lot more things than you ugly people
2: by the way this Nikki Fink who that is the worst fucking last name she's probably what 400 pounds I honestly don't even know what she looks like I think I might have seen uh, a photo or two but I, I honestly don't remember her
1: well how about this you shouldn't be complaining about julie bowen winning the emmy because she's beautiful you should be complaining about julie bowen winning the emmy because she didn't deserve it out of the other people that were nominated. This Catherine Joostin for Desperate Housewives, first of all, it's not a comedy. Why are you giving a comedy Emmy to a dead person that wasn't in a comedy? <laughs> Your argument is invalid <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. I mean, if you, if she was going to say something along the lines of, who else was in the category,
2: by the way? They were uh, Amy Poehler. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. You can stop right there. Hey,
1: how about this? The fact that you should be arguing the fact that Amy Poehler should have won the, the award and not Julia Bowen would have been a better argument than you trying to give it over to a dead person who wasn't in a comedy. That's the better argument, but the fact that you had to pick her for whatever reason, probably because it was your guilty pleasure on a Sunday night, means that you obviously have an axe to grind, because again, you bring up Brooke Shields out of fucking nowhere. No, it, <laughs> I think it's a stupid I think it's a stupid argument, but to answer your question, of course Beautiful Women can, can be funny. I don't know if you've seen, what was the movie with Pat Nazewalt and Charlize Theron? Oh, uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, she was hysterical oh. in that fucking movie, and Pat Nazewalt Os- who's more probably one of the most respected comedians out there will rightfully tell you so now is he looking to get in her pants probably because every self-respecting heterosexual male will and he's a married man right but luckily for him he did get to make out with her in that movie but great that thanks for giving it away <laughs> but he will but he will be the first to admit that off-camera Charlize Theron who is gorgeous probably one of the hottest women on this fucking planet is also very very funny and somebody like John Hamm on the male side same thing it's almost unfair when that shit kind of happens you know what I mean so can they be funny absolutely are they stand-up comedian material no of course not but neither was really anybody in this category most of the people in this category are actresses and or at the most improv comics so I think her argument is stupid to be completely honest all right so yeah there's my soapbox I'll get off of it now and let's move on with the show shall we yeah let's get into some news buddy (laughs) (laughs) Comedy News. All right. Seth MacFarlane working on a couple of new projects, which is awesome. Ted was a big hit, made $408 million in the box office. Wow. That was that was a surprise. And it looks like that is paying off dividends, of course, just because now he's getting a chance to produce a live action show, finally, which is unnamed, but it's in the put pilot stage, right? I'm where I'm, I'm looking yeah. at. I think he's teaming up with his writers from Family Guy and Cleveland Show and American Dad and so on and so forth. And also Ted. They're writing a show about a couple of successful 30-somethings who get their world turned upside down when their troublesome fathers come to live with them. But also, too, something that I was very excited reading about this was that they're also working on a reboot of Carl Sagan's 1980 Cosmos series, which is fucking awesome, which is probably going to be really great stoned. Just (laughs) just throwing it out there. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson is set to host, which if you know anything about astrophysicists and who doesn't, He's I don't. <laughs> I have no idea who this person is. <laughs> 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 He's kind of all over the place You've probably seen him in a couple of different things um, You know, now and again When they have to uh, dig one of these guys up To uh, talk about <laughs> Talk about a lot of really cool, smart things That a percentage, a small percentage Of the population knows about So, right. very excited And at the very least, we'll get to see What these both of these shows look like When they come to fruition
2: He's also, it looks like uh, The NBC Universal CEO, Steve Burke Said recently that he wants to get to work On a sequel to Ted as soon as possible So, Seth hasn't said anything about that But I can't imagine he, he won't do that Yeah, I mean, $408 million
1: Yeah, that's pretty much a sequel all over it. Now we're going to move on to the Emmys here. We're going to talk about the big winners. Louis C.K., Modern Family, Daily Show, big winners at the Emmys. You watched most of
2: it. What were some of your highlights? I watched intermittently. I mean, obviously, Louis C.K., he was nominated for seven Emmys, which is amazing. So he snagged two, one for Louis for Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series and one for his self-produced, self-released stand-up comedy special Live at the Beacon Theater, which inspired a handful of comedians uh, to do the same thing you know as far as self-releasing goes and that one for outstanding writing for a variety special daily show won (laughs) for the 10th year in a row that's crazy Uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's a little i mean come on it's a little nuts Are, are you now are you a big daily show fan oh absolutely you are okay I mean it even beats out The Colbert Report I mean I, Sometimes I'm on the fence As to which I like better It, it beat out The Colbert Report SNL Bill Maher Jimmy Kimmel Alive And Late Night With Jimmy Fallon You know All of which Are pretty well respected Bill Maher Has been nominated For something like 20 Emmys And, and never won He's like the Susan Lucci of, of the Primetime Emmy Awards Poor Susan Lucci She
1: keeps getting Brought up All this shit <laughs> Every time
2: Lucy K won two, uh, Which was great As we mentioned julie bowen took home the big prize for the for the ladies uh john cryer for his work and for dealing with Charlie Sheen got the big actor award. That's another one, too, where I was just kind of like, Really? I mean, yeah, beats out Larry I mean, David for Christ's sakes. In John Cryer's defense, Curb Your Enthusiasm hasn't been on the air for like a year and a half. And then uh, Modern Family's just like swept all their fucking yeah, they were like competing against one another. Like Sofia Vergara was up against Julie Bowen, and Eric Stone Street won uh, the best supporting actor in a comedy series, but he was up against Ty Burrell and Jesse Tyler, first Ferguson and basically the entire cast. Ty
1: Burrell should have won that one, uh, honestly, because Stone Street won it, what, last year too? I think. It's nice and all, but t- you know, Ty Burrell kind of really makes that show run i think but what's my opinion nothing pissing in the wind as they say say that mike come on yeah but it's uh whatever i mean it's it's the emmys i'm thankful that louis got recognized for his self-released stuff just because that that kind of validates the grand experiment if you will as if you do it right and you do it good you're gonna get rewarded not only by people like us sitting in their living rooms doing a podcast but you're also gonna get rewarded by the masses and the academy or whatever so and of course for the full list of winners you can go to laughspin.com and check out the uh, the wrap-up
2: all right we got some fucking audio from uh, sarah silverman what's this all about Oh my God, I love this! So Sarah's been getting a little political in the last few months. As we wind down uh, this the election s- season, obviously in a few weeks, Barack Obama, Mitt Romney, we may have a new president. Hopefully not, in my opinion. Hopefully not. But anyway, there's you may or may not know, Mike. I know you keep up on current events. There are new voter fraud laws, which the GOP they kind of describe these laws in a way that make people believe that you know. No, they're, they're really trying to clamp down on, on voter fraud, except there really isn't too much voter fraud. And the way these laws are written and set up, the laws directed or affect negatively old people, minorities, students, people of, of that nature, which usually, I you know, not to generalize, but usually those people will be voting for the Democratic candidate, in this case, Barack Obama. So Sarah Silverman has a few words about that, and we should listen to it now.
3: Hey, black people, old people people, poor people, and students. Guess what you all have in common? Lawmakers are trying to fuck you and your assholes. Hey, y'all, it's me, your Jewish friend, Sarah. I mean, though I can I can play Italian or uh, like a black Irish. Can you believe it's election time again? Time to go to the local polling place, cross your name off the list, and vote. But this year, it's not gonna be that easy because there are these brand new, super fucked up laws which are presented as a way to prevent voter fraud but are in fact designed to make it hard for specific people to vote. Black people, elderly people, poor people, and students. Hmm, I wonder what those demographics have in common probably gonna vote for this guy. Hey, it's for our own protection to prevent voter fraud. Oh yeah, all that crazy voter fraud going around. There's so much fraud around that free and anonymous civil right. You know, a lot of these laws require you to have a state-issued picture ID, like a driver's license. But more than 21 million Americans don't have driver's licenses. What about my social security card? I've been using it for 70 years. No photo, no voto. I'm on to your shenanigans, Murray Gershans, if that is your real name. Next.
4: My veteran photo ID card?
3: Is your address on it? No. Oh, then no.
4: I lost my legs for this country.
3: Look, if you want fair, move to Canada, hippie. I have a purple heart. Big deal, I have a yellow discharge. I mean, I, it's, I have a cream for it. it. This attempt to prevent voter fraud is itself the only voter fraud taking place. If you think I'm being paranoid, look at this.
4: Voter ID, which is going to allow Governor Romney to win the state of Pennsylvania.
1: Done.
3: And how about this bullshit? Some students, like in Tennessee, because of the new voter identification laws, will not be able to use their student IDs to vote. But... And this is amazing. Gun owners can use their firearm permits as ID to vote. It makes perfect sense. Get these kids gun permits. Ugh, I feel safer from voter fraud already. What a great time to be encouraging our young people to go out and get a firearm license, don't you think? It's just like so American. So let's do it. If you live in one of these voter suppression states, make sure that everyone you know gets the ID necessary to vote, even if that means taking Nana to get a license to kill. And it just makes sense, you know, when you think about it, I mean, cars cost tens of thousands of dollars, but if you can get a gun, you can get a ride virtually anywhere. By taking that step to make sure you have the proper ID to vote, you'll be making your voice heard. And more importantly, you'll be telling those motherfuckers they can fucking fuck themselves. Yeah. Nana, it's true.
1: There you go. Sarah Silverman, getting a little political. <laughs> I don't want to get too political because I don't like I I don't really like politics, because I think it's all stupid. But um yeah. Can I can I play a little devil's advocate here? Sure. Okay. First of all, number one, one of the groups that they say will be voting for Democrats is old people, but aren't they? normally voting for more conservative politicians? I don't know it's a good question because that's what old people do that's what liberals complain about all the time that a lot of the conservatives are old people and all they care about is their Medicaid and they're just going to vote conservative because of that That's nah, just one thing next wasn't this whole thing in response to uh, a lot of the liberals bitching about the fact that there was voter fraud in Florida during the Bush Gore election
2: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> again I you know it's I don't think this these laws were in reaction to that since that was- was two elections ago,
1: right? But they, you know, I'm honestly not for either party because I don't really. Fuck. I'm more of a libertarian than anything. If, if I had to classify myself, I don't know, even know if I. If I don't even know if I would be considered libertarian. Honestly, I, I, I don't know what that means hundred percent, to be completely honest. Just hearing shit from stand-ups and from Hollywood types and stuff. They seem to bring up the fact anytime that they get that Bush didn't win the popular vote in two thousand, even now, twelve years later. But any anyway, whatever, I'm just all I'm saying is is that whenever stuff like this happens, I always try to read between the lines just a little bit. And this is from both sides, like I said, a couple of things that I have fault with that. Number one, the clip that she played from the one senator real real quick was very fast and completely taken out of context, probably only because it was barely a sentence <laughs> and the other thing was you know she mentioned about the students uh, not being able to use their student ids but yet at the same time don't most of the students have driver's licenses then these are people in tennessee that she was saying i would assume that most people that don't have driver's licenses are probably people that live in large cities that take public transportation no
2: yeah i'd imagine so sure okay anyway i'm poking holes in her i was just gonna say you're poking a lot of holes in this that's not, it's not, it's not bad.
1: Yeah, I'm just, I, you know, it's funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm not taking a hat away from her. It's very funny. And yeah, it, it does suck because it does seem to get a disadvantage for some people. But what I do like about it is they're not just bitching about it. They're making a call to action to say, hey, make sure these people have the proper IDs. So that's good. Right. So that's good. The Ultimately, the message is good. I just think that the reason for the bitching is can be mistrewn, you know what I mean? So, whatever. But it's good. It's funny. Very good. (laughs) (laughs) I totally just... Wow! I
2: just just fucking screeching halt. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we'll have to we'll have to put an asterisk on this episode. This is Mike, who's apolitical, proves that he is not at all apolitical. Well, it's not. No, you're. That's true. You're right. You're right. I'm not.
1: I'm not saying that she's wrong. I'm not saying she's wrong at all. I'm saying that you know it. She is. It is fucked up. It is. It is a fucked up law. It will impede some people from voting. Absolutely. To me, it's like it's like conspiracy theorists that whenever you try to. To poke holes in their theories that they do anything they can to give you any explanation
2: they possibly can to validate their theory to keep yeah. validating their theory and someone like you is the worst person they could talk to because you don't have an agenda you're looking at one side you're saying alright that makes sense A B and C doesn't make sense and then you're looking at the other side and doing the same thing so you're you're the worst they hate they hate you because you have no agenda you're trying you're not trying to prove anything you're just letting out details right i'm just i'm just it's just questions i just ask questions and then again uh, i don't like questions i don't i don't like questions at all damn yous uh but yeah well but hey again for those that are uh,
1: that are ready to vote great have fun it's gonna be fun i guess for you know president that's really pretty, pretty much a figurehead at this point <laughs> We won't get into that. That's not here, no there.
2: That's very conspiratorial.
1: Y'all. It is. I'm kind of, uh, you know, tinfoil hat, but not there yet. Right. I haven't got on the, the boat completely yet. So
2: you're more, you're more of an underwear gnomes type of <laughs> correct <laughs> conspiratorial thinker. <laughs> yes. okay. But I, again, I don't like talking about politics. You know
1: what I do like talking about though? Scott Ian and Brian Posehn working on a comedy metal album. This, yes, this is what's important to America, America. Is what I say, <laughs> but I, I wanted all the details on this. I know you're a metal nerd from from way back when, and I want to I want to hear about this. I want to hear your thoughts on this whole thing because this this looks awesome.
2: This is a dream come true for me. I mean, basically, you have Brian Posehn, one of uh, the comedy world's greatest assets, and then you have Scott Ian, who I grew up listening to. I was huge into uh, you know bands like Testament and 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 Megadeth and Testament, Death, Jesus, yeah, to Death Angel, Anthrax, all those bands. So the the fact that uh, my comedy nerddom and my metal nerddom is going to be uh, satiated, my desire for both. This is great. They, I mean, they've teamed up for two different songs in the past that popped up on his out. He's got two albums out. They popped up there. They're going to release it through Megaforce Records, which is Anthrax's current record label. It's going to be a combination of original compositions and cover songs. And I think what they're going to do is they're going to cover songs that are not typically hard rock or, or metal songs. They're going to metalize songs. Uh, for instance, uh, Brian Posehn did a version of The Gambler. Who originally did that song? It's Kenny Rogers. It w- they call him The Gambler, so I'm assuming it's Kenny Rogers. Oh, okay. Right. Sure. Yeah. So so he redid that, and they're, they're already planning on cov- uh, covering AHA's Take On Me. And one of the original compositions they're already working on is called Satan is Kind of a Dick. <laughs> <laughs> totally looking forward to this it's still you know very early uh in in the process but scott ian brian hussein definitely doing it i was
1: definitely very late to the metal game i i did grow up watching scott ian's beard grow but i i wasn't as into it as as you were obviously i mean fucking testament jesus christ why does testament blow you away i would never expect you to to pick up a testament album and be like yep Throwing it in let's do this <laughs> really wow me me personally yeah and that's nothing to say against you man i just you, sometimes you judge not gonna lie right sometimes you judge and you can't judge a book by its cover when it comes to music because sometimes people like things that you're just like holy shit never would have thought you would have been into that and that's it's great <laughs> so yeah look for that and uh and listen more for some of the other co- i can't wait to hear about some of the other covers that they plan on doing because that makes me happy when you see when you see really cool obscure covers being covered by fucking awesome bands so yeah tig notaro has a great cancer prognosis and Lucy ck to release her new album um i saw a take on conan talking about it as well and uh everything looks everything looks looks to be on course and she looks to be making a very smooth recovery which is good but um yeah, what else you got on this? Uh, Louis C.K. is is, uh, is, is stopping in to, to help her out too?
2: Yeah, yeah. basically what happened is a few weeks ago when she was uh, she was diagnosed, she really wasn't being vocal about it. And then she had this show at Largo that she was hosting and had a bunch of great comedians on the show. Bill Burr was on there and Louis C.K. was one of the comedians. And so instead of doing, uh, she did eventually do her set, but the first thing she did when she got out on stage at Largo, she said, "I have I have cancer. I have breast cancer and she explained to the crowd she had breast cancer and it was stage two breast cancer in both breasts. And Louis C.K., after the show, tweeted that it was like the best stand-up set he had ever seen in his entire career and I guess he was just really moved by it and thought it was really important and so he decided to he is going to release that set that actual set she did at Largo that night for five dollars it's coming out October 5th and he's going to release it through his website the same way he's been releasing his own stuff very cool very cool and a very very good cause for a
1: very good comedian Um, a very brave comedian too to do that that takes balls man you know just to go out there and that's the first thing that you talk about and then go out and put on a killer performance it's awesome to make people immediately forget about that and to laugh that's great it's really really impressive and something that everybody should be on board with october 5th louisck.com five dollars portion of the proceeds going to fund breast cancer charities and also too you can watch the full full appearance on conan on laughsman.com got the whole video up there as well and uh, you can see for yourself all right we got more audio and this was great. I listened to this before. This was fucking awesome. <laughs> the I've never heard of these guys before. Valley Meadows. Yeah. yeah. Who who are they? Where do they come from? <laughs> what is they? All, what are they all? They're. <laughs>
2: They're <laughs> who
1: Who are these people? I don't know this person
2: They're from uh, they're from Minneapolis It's comedian uh, Zach Coulter and Chris uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. It's either Nutson or Knutzen or knutsen. Okay. They're a hip-hop duo from Minneapolis Very, very funny. This is their debut album. Stand-up records put it out They did a Kickstarter campaign to fund the project and it's really good. We have uh, the whole review on uh, LaughSpin.com so you can check out the review and you can check out this track that we're about to play for you now I'll let I'll let them introduce it because there's actually some talking in the beginning this song is about partying it's about losing yourself
0: in the moment with people you love it's about bliss it's also about cops and how we hate them it's called put Put your Your balls Balls on the ceiling ceiling. fuck you pig (laughs) Put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling fuck you pig put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling, on the ceiling. fuck you pig i saw the red sign but i can't stop woke stop next thing you know you're talking to a cop Stupid fucking cops stop me when I'm driving. They tell me I'm speeding, but they are lying. I told him I was on my way to a party. He was like too bad. You'll just have to be tardy. But I heard Miss Johnson's going in the jacuzzi. I want her to be the cop who's trying to abuse me. Put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling. Fuck you, pig. Put your balls on the ceiling. Put your balls on the ceiling. Put your balls on the ceiling. Fuck you, pig. Once in a while, when the party gets loud, everybody's feeling it, they're getting around. So why would you rain on our joyful moment? Miss Johnson is there and she wants me to bone it. Just why did you have to stop me, homie? I was trying to bring the party with the guacamole. Tonight was the night that made my whole life great. Until the stupid fucking cop made me 20 minutes late. Put your balls on the ceiling. Put your Balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling. Fuck you, pig. Put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling. ceiling. Fuck you, pig. Wine, cheese, crackers and titties. I'd be getting all those if this cop didn't get me. Said wine, cheese. Crackers and titties, we'd be enjoying all of those If this cop didn't get me. Handshakes, hugs, high fives and vag I'd be getting all those if it wasn't for this badge. Party, 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 party. At parties we get high like Amelia Air Hardy. Hey. Put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling, put your balls on the ceiling. Put fuck you pig put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling fuck you pig put your balls on the ceiling balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling fuck
2: you pig put your balls on the ceiling balls on the ceiling put your balls on the ceiling fuck you pig oh my god that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> I, I i love it now I, I have a question. I, I love the song. I think it's hilarious. But the balls on the ceiling part—it's an absurdist joke, right? I mean, I, I'm not—I'm not missing something.
1: No, correct? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. I—I I, I don't see it as anything else, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> well, then I will continue to laugh at it because yes, it's hilarious. hilarious. Very, very good. <laughs> I especially like the entire verse where they just said the word party. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant <laughs> lyric writing. <laughs> it's great. It was very good. All right, cool. So uh, Valley Meadows, their debut album is out now. Jim Gaffigan landing a deal with CBS. This is this is great. Uh, it's a little bit of a kind of a Jim Gaffigan show almost because it kind of revolves around stuff that happened in his life where it's him and his wife in a two, small two-bedroom apartment in New York City with five kids. And that seems to be exactly what Jim Gaffigan goes through. Yes, that that exactly and uh he is teaming up with Peter Tolan, who has written for, produced, and directed the Dennis Leary series Rescue Me, which was one of my favorite shows up until like the last couple seasons, but also has great television credits, including Murphy Brown, Home Improvement, and the very underrated and the very awesome Larry Sanders show. You should check out if you've never heard of it with Gary Shandling. It's on Netflix, the entire series, and Rip Torn is just fucking awesome in it. This seems pretty good. I don't know. It's I mean, it's CBS, so it's probably going to be watered down a little bit, but you know gaffigan can hold his own i don't know if you did you ever get a chance to see him on uh, my boys it was on tbs he played a yeah he, he played a supporting role but
2: he was really good in that that was a really great show yeah i, I enjoyed it as well so what are your thoughts on uh, gaffigan here i mean it's not 100 that it's that it's even gonna you know see the light of day at this point but uh yeah i mean i i love jim i think he's great he's a super nice guy i love his comedy he's very hard working i you know i i think a show like this could definitely work is it the most original premise not really but if you really delve into the details five kids i I don't i don't remember i mean it's like maybe it's the the cosby show they had they they had what four or five kids
1: let's go let's go through them ready sandra (laughs) denise theo vanessa rudy what was that that was five that's five and then and then uh raven simone came later
2: but she was denise's daughter uh right stepdaughter technically Right, yeah, she was the. Was that LaSalle? No, that wasn't Eric LaSalle No, no, he looked like Eric. Was he was some a, other. Guy. He some, was a he was a homeless man's Eric LaSalle I forget his name. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Eric, Eric LaSalle is the homeless man. when No, that's uh, forget it. That's, <laughs> that's 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 nothing. Just let
0: uh, yourself.
1: still one of my favorite roles of his it will be probably the one of the first times that you have or one of the few times i should say that you have that many kids in in a family
2: show like that yeah you're right cosby show brady bunch if they cast it like to line up pretty much with his life his kids are all pretty young and all very close in age so so that would be unique too because it would uh, I think his oldest kid is like 7 maybe Jesus five I kids and the oldest is seven that's terrible i don't know i could be totally lying but i feel like that's
1: right yeah wow holy shit okay very good well hey good luck to jim Hope that a light day uh stephen colbert is going to guest star on the office uh, this this sounds great Ex- explain everybody about this 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 looks good even though you know the office has kind of
2: <laughs> been down swing but this sounds like it's going to be fun yeah, I think they're just throwing everything uh, into the season. So, yeah, Colbert's going to play uh, a character called Broccoli Rob, according to Entertainment Weekly. Quote, a former member of Here Comes Treble, Andy's a cappella group. Andy, of course, is uh, Ed Helms. Ed Helms, uh, Andy, rather, quote, discovers that the smarmy competitive Broccoli Rob is singing a different tune about the history of the group and stirring up drama, which intensifies the rivalry between these. Two frenemies. End quote. <laughs> so, if if you're a fan of The Office, you've heard broccoli
1: Rob's name be mentioned several times by Andy, uh, and it's just it, this is going to be great. This is this is who it is. They get Stephen Colbert to play Brock, broccoli Rob after all of this subliminal hype. It's it's awesome. It's a, I think it's a great move, and I'm sure there'll be some kind of singing contest or some kind of song and dance that goes along with it. And Colbert is actually a good singer, so yeah, he is. <laughs>
2: It'll, this will be a lot of fun. I also guarantee you that there will be no script no (laughs) i guarantee you they're gonna say steven's steven's on set go ahead and go (laughs) and action yeah i have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of nbc's really great at putting up uh deleted scenes and web exclusive scenes and backstage stuff on their show's official sites i guarantee you there's going to be a slew of deleted scenes and and backstage shenanigans uh concerning stephen colbert
1: that's awesome. Yep. So look forward to that coming up this season
2: on The Office. All right. One last piece of audio before we go. What do we got? Tom Segura. Very, very good comic. Maybe not as well known as he should be. Very, very funny. Tom Segura self-released. Huh? See? The trend is, is still on fire. Tom Segura self-released his second album this week. It's called White Girls with Cornrows, and it's hilarious. So we wanted to play a selection
4: from the album for you This is what you discover, if you travel a lot especially, everybody just wants to connect. That's what it's all about. But you know when you have chemistry with somebody. You know if you're like, I want to hang out with this person, or I want to date this person, or I want to harness this person to the bottom of my big rig and drive him around for a while, (laughs) and bury him 18 miles west of Lake Worth, and when I drive by, I'll get a boner. We all have these folks, right? Yeah. Sure you do sometimes there's no connection and somebody tries to force it I think that's rude I was checking into a hotel a few weeks ago the guy comes from behind the counter and he goes where are you from? I go Los Angeles and he goes yeah I got family in Utah and I was like what a coincidence and he goes yeah they got a furniture store and I was like I like to sit on furniture we're two for two I have shoes on. Do you have shoes on? Do you like to walk around? Let's fucking party. <laughs> there's nothing there. Listen, sometimes there's nothing there. You're not supposed to connect with everybody. Okay? Don't for- you know what I've been doing? You should do this too. Next time you're out, you're at a bar or you're walking around and somebody goes like, Hey man, just go, Nope. <laughs> no, not interested. I'm all friended up. And they'll be like, I just want to know what time it is. And be like, I only tell my friends what time it is. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That was really good. Holy shit. That was really funny. That was the first time hearing that. That was great. That was fucking great.
2: Holy shit. Oh, wow. Tom Segura. Yeah, definitely, definitely pick it up. It's on... um, I think it's, it's definitely on cdbaby.com, and you could probably, I'm sure it's on iTunes as well, but uh, definitely pick it up.
1: I love the perspective, the different perspective coming at things, something as simple as, you know, connecting with people. That's just, that's great. That's really, really, really awesome. Oh, holy shit. Okay. All right. Oh, my sides. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, let's 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 get out of here. Give all the plugs, please. Yeah, man, I'm done. You should follow us on LaughSpin.com. Uh, that's our, our Twitter address. If, if you like Pinterest, we're on Pinterest. Just search for LaughSpin. We're on Facebook. By all means, follow us there. If you want to email me, you can do that. It's Dylan, D-Y-L-A-N, at LaughSpin.com. And send me a note. Tell me you're listening. And oh, the other thing you can do and should do is if you listen to this podcast, go to iTunes. And please, for the love of... God leave uh, leave a review even if it's you know one sentence leave a review we'll say your name we'll say your name on the next podcast if you leave a review
1: there you go there's a promise there for you and uh, you can check me out on mastersofnone.com my other podcast and you know what I'm going to give out my email because I never do that Mike at mastersofnone.com you can uh, send me uh, any notes that you have as well tell me that I suck I don't care and I will uh, I, I will love you for it and I'll say your name on air as well so we will see you next week, right here, the Last Bin podcast. Thanks for joining us. See you later.